G'day, my name is James Atfield, host of The Green Place. Today we're here to discuss recycling and reusing. Recycling, hailed as a vital solution to our mounting environmental crisis, presents both promises and challenges in the pursuit of a more sustainable future. By repurposing materials like paper, plastic, glass and metals, recycling aims to reduce the strain on natural resources and minimise the staggering waste that burdens our ecosystems. However, the road to effective recycling is riddled with complexities. Issues such as contamination of recyclables, inadequate infrastructure, and customer confusion over what can and cannot be recycled hinder the process. Waste reduction encompasses a range of strategies aimed at decreasing the volume of materials discarded into the environment, thereby easing the strain on ecosystems and conserving precious resources. From adopting the principles of the three R's, reduce, reuse, recycle, to embracing a minimalist lifestyle and advocating for sustainable production processes. The movement towards race reduction embodies a collective effort to break free from the cycle of excess and waste. Given the importance of recycling and waste reduction, this week we are sitting down with James Wilson, the founder and CEO of Reuser. James, welcome to The Green Place. Thank you so much for having me on. Can you please describe the landscape of recycling? That is a massive question, but want to take it down and break it piece by piece to, to really look into what recycling is. So when we think about recycling right now, we think about something that's akin to throwing something away, where you might throw something in a blue bin that gets taken somewhere that you don't think about. It's kind of out, out of mind for a better sustainable option to hopefully use those materials better. What it often means right now is taking those materials to a recycling center to then break those materials down into their most basic element, such as plastic being refined into a, a type of polypropylene. And there's many other types of plastics themselves and that can be broken down in that style. But even when it is broken down to be resold in a lot of ways, a lot of times, unfortunately, it can only be broken down each time that the plastic gets broken down. It has a limit as to how many times that can actually happen. So there's a lot of plastics that can only be broken down about five times in use before they're actually just become waste themselves. And the, the biggest issue with recycling landscape outside of just some of that not getting broken down, some of it ending up in landfills or getting incinerated itself, is that our markets for the purchase of this recycled plastic are currently broken in the U.S. and many places around the globe, where it's actually cheaper to purchase virgin plastic in many areas than it is to actually do purchase recycled plastic. So the incentives are just not even there for much of those materials to actually get recycled, which leads to many people losing faith in the recycling systems and us not actually not managing many of these materials nearly as well as we need to on a global scale. That is concerning. And I think the general public would be a little bit concerned because I think most people think once they're put in the right bins, they're doing the right thing and it's going to be reused in an indefinite amount of times. But it sounds like that is definitely not the case, which I do think would would worry a few people. So does that mean that the recycling infrastructure is a big barrier? And oh, certainly. Uh, the, and even with with those statements, a lot of it's just there. There's a lack of access in so many areas around the country still to recycle, um, where 
Um, we've, we've seen some single streams uh, come pop up and from rural areas. I've been working with um, within Michigan where they've been working to expand their, their MRFs and collection facilities across the state, even to more rugged terrain to pool resources to collect more. But a lot of it's just an inability to actually have access to collect and, and redistribute, um, which is also, it's an understandable problem. It's a logistics element where you're trying to connect uh, facilities to, to more and more spaces. But ultimately, as a result, because of this lack of return in these actions in those places, just so much ends up in an open environment or just getting filled in with the, the landfill and or other trash streams itself. So we've still got a long way to go with recycling infrastructure. Certainly. So it sounds like the customer education engagement are critical, but not maybe the most important thing to create a bigger recycling environment. But does your company communicate with customers to encourage proper recycling practices and raise awareness about the importance of recycling? It's something we've been starting to engage more. I will um, also just pause here for a moment to sure. talk about what's the difference between recycling and reuse. Recycling, uh, as I highlighted previously, is uh, breaking down these materials to, to have a, a resold through a, a centralized collection system. Reuse is trying to use the same materials in their exact form for their original design purpose. So where we're currently working with is reusable takeout containers, um, where these takeout containers stay in the, a solid form that can then be taken back to a facility and cleaned and used again versus needing to shred that material and you remake it into something else in a different form. So reuse, unlike recycling, because it's using a more durable material, can actually enable that item to be used potentially a thousand times or more, changing an order of magnitude of the amount of manufacturing emissions, transportation emissions, and unfortunately for recycling as well, there's still disposal emissions involved from the collection and uh, much of that being exposed to the energy used in that process of continuing to break down that plastic again and again, which is a very energy intensive process. So stop me if my understanding is not correct here, but are you working at a larger level to help people reuse items multiple times, similar to way, say, an individual might take a, a coffee keep cup to Starbucks and have it refilled and continually use it time and time again? Very similarly to that. And so thinking about the systems that are already in place, you could talk about like a, a coffee cup going back to the same coffee shop again and again for use. We're currently working at, at campuses where... So starting off with universities where students live on these campuses, where they get food from the same cafeteria halls, they're going to these places multiple times a day, possibly even at least multiple times a week, where they can most easily get that food in that container, get that container back to campus, and ensure that the dining services can actually collect those containers so that they continue to be used in that same system holistically versus needing to interchange between multiple systems at a time right now. That's a fantastic idea. It's brilliant to hear that this is happening at a higher level than just an individual. And there is organizations out there working and moving towards achieving the same goals that I think these many individuals are passionate about. Can you provide an overview of Reuser and its mission in the context of today's environmental challenges? Reuser, how I like to describe it is we provide software to make reuse easy and fun. We understand that reuse is a behavior that's foreign to people. It's not something that people have thought about in everyday life versus whereas recycling or throwing something away is just easy and something that they've done on a daily basis. 
that we want to take the systems that are existing and present, such as dining services that are already enabling the reuse of plates where they get students can eat off those, have them be able to be cleaned and used hundreds of times. In a similar way, enable the use of other types of durable materials in a, in a cyclical nature. So that this could be cups, this could be takeout containers that can then be brought back, cleaned just like a plate and used to a greater number of times. So one of the biggest struggles with that right now is with the existing systems is no transparency into actually how that could actually occur. So each of these materials might get picked up by a student. For example, a student might go to get food and get it served into a takeout container, go somewhere and then forget the container themselves. And then the dining service has no idea where that container ended up. The student might still want that to get that container back, but they might have just forgotten it in their dorm room and just totally forgotten that it actually was checked out by them at a certain point. So we're working to add these into uh, digitize this and make sure that this can be more easily tracked and represented within software to help organizations better understand the impact of the materials that they're using, as well as for the individuals to be able to better keep a handle on these materials to ensure that they can reduce their own impact and ensure that these materials can most easily get brought back and, and used again and again. The circular economy principles emphasizes reducing waste and promoting reuse. How does reuser align with these principles and what steps do you take to promote a more circular approach to your business model? We work to track and help measure the impact of what, how the packaging is being used. So by a student being able to check out and return it and be able to see that it's identified to their account, they can see how many containers they're returning themselves be able to see what's the impact of the number of containers they're actually saving from the landfill to see how many times they consecutively return containers and help the organization better identify really what their real impact is of their own operations to see across the thousands of containers they provide, how many needing to replace, what is the replacement rate to better understand how many new containers they're avoiding from the landfill and potentially the emissions involved and associated with all of that as well. We've already been in operation with a, a few of our clients and have been excited to be able to see that we have close to a 98% return rate already, which enables that we're only replacing a container after every 50 uses or so, enabling us to avoid the emissions and the orders of magnitude of waste from going to the landfill and ocean that otherwise would in, a, in single use systems would continue to be disposed of and continue to, to drive our plastic waste crisis, among other things as well. That's an amazing achievement. Um, 50 users, that's brilliant. So I think you mentioned it earlier that there's been a, has to be a bit of a change in people's thinking towards reusing and recycling. Uh, what strategies ha have you implemented try and change people's minds about reusing an item multiple times? Starting off, uh, I think it would be helpful to, to look at what other systems were in place before we started Reuser. When I was a student at Wesleyan and how I became familiarized with reusable takeout containers, we had reusable takeout containers that we could get from the facility itself, where the first time that actually came to my mind was about the benefits of reuse was uh, Wesleyan started to charge for when you would take out a 50 cents per disposable container that you would get or you could get a reusable one for $5, where I could quickly see that if I used my container 10 times or more, I would actually start saving myself money by, by doing this. And then started to think about this more and the, the impacts of it as well. But the biggest initial learning from that was there's a driver that you can have by avoiding the disincentive of loss and replacement of that item. But also now that we're starting to collect more data on this, we're also thinking about what are the real drivers that engage and people wanna see? 
some people are more environmentally motivated. So we can, from this data, work towards being able to help them be able to see their own environmental footprint and see the impact of the number of containers they're avoiding. Some people are more financially motivated. So the other really big benefits of reuse is compared to single-use packaging, actually over the extended use of and reuse of a material can actually save an organization money by continuing to reuse that. For example, for a reusable takeout container, a lot of these facilities right now if it's used 30 times or more, it starts to become cheaper than single use. And as it gets to hundreds of uses, can actually save almost 50% compared to a lot of disposable packaging options. Some of that's working to unlock and reward those that continue to drive to those thresholds. And some of that's where it's still in progress on a lot of these items as we continue to build out our own solution for it. But these are the levers that we want to continue to deploy to ensure that more people can engage and want to keep driving into these systems. And then thirdly, we're also looking at what are ways that we can socialize this and make it fun. Socializing by potentially being able to have people be able to track their reuse against their friends between class years within an organization or between rival universities to see like what's the measure of their impact. And then fun by actually starting to see, and it's similar to, to Duolingo style, be able to track their own streaks, be able to give more life to the containers beyond just the physical material itself to use this QR code that we've provided on it already to be able to tell more of a story as it continues to be brought back and used again. Nothing like a little bit of friendly rivalry or friendly competition to get people motivated to do the right thing. So I'm sure that'll motivate a lot of people. And if one thing doesn't motivate you, I'm sure you know, two or three of those things combined will definitely have motivate some people to be reusing and doing the right thing. Do you have any information around the emission reductions attributed to reusable containers? Yeah. By reusing a container, you're helping to avoid that container or say container, this could be a bag, this could be any type of item that, that's being used. You're avoiding it being manufactured again. You're avoiding it getting transported to that destination again. And thirdly, there's a disposal emissions associated by either breaking that down in the area, transporting it to a, another place for it to be disposed of, or in many cases, those items actually release emissions by sitting in a landfill or affecting the environment from going into the ocean and those streams as well. A lot of that varies based on like the, the type of material that's used and what that's being compared against. However, with a lot of different single-use plastics, comparing that to reusables, it's an order of magnitude reduction compared over the course of, of 100 uses. It starts to break even from an emission standpoint after only seven uses for durable takeout container versus a a single-use reusable one, just from the sense that it takes a few uses for it to get to a break-even point. Because it's a heavier plastic, there's more energy used in the creation of it. But after that initial window, can be up to, to 95% uh, reduction um, over the course of uh, many of these materials continue to get used again. I'm actually surprised that it's as few as seven uses for it to break even. I thought it would be a, a lot more than that. Again, that's very dependent on the material itself and the type of package or, or item. So for even more like a more durable container, there's not a huge weight difference between a, a single use and a, and a more durable one of it. That's a large part of where those emissions come from. So you're obviously very passionate about reusing. What motivated you or inspired you to start a business around reusables? So a large part of it came from my time as a student at Wesleyan, just increasing my own interest and passion and the environment and things around me. But there were a couple of different inflection points that I reflect on before I started this journey. One was when I learned through a big New York Times article at the time that China was going to stop importing plastic waste from the US. It just really hit on me. I was like, wait, why are we exporting plastic waste to China anyways? And started to go down the rabbit hole as to where 
a lot of these recycled materials end up. And then I started to think and explore more of like a recycling systems and started asking why many of these materials that should be valuable to brands, such as the, the packaging that they provide, are just thrown away versus ever ending up back to the brand themselves. Uh, and then the pandemic hit and got to sit in my time while a lot of us were more in our house a lot more time and got to look at how much waste we were building up through needing to throw things out more regularly in our own operation that just saw how much take-up action waste I was contributing to and thought back to my time as a student at Wesleyan and using reusable takeout containers and over seven years beforehand, I was like, why are these not getting used in other places? So I went out and talked to restaurants about this and to, to learn more about the packaging that they use and, and why they did and discovered that their takeout packaging costs from disposables were only continuing to climb and supply chain issues were actually making it hard for them to really reliably be able to provide the packaging that they needed to their customers. But they just couldn't trust that we would bring the packaging back to them. So I then talked to my university and several other universities and discovered that they were really struggling to keep this packaging in circulation there. And although I loved using my reusable container in school, thought back and realized that I would forget to bring it back and then would have over five in my room at the end of the year. These organizations and institutions would need to replace thousands of these on a regular basis. So started here at and home in these areas to just start to think about how we can make it easier for students like me to reuse this and for these institutions to better track and get a handle on the reuse of these materials to ensure that the reuse of it could be as efficient as possible. I hadn't even thought of the supply chain issues that would have arisen from the pandemic and onto the, the disposable plastic that restaurants were using. That, that thought hadn't even entered my head. So it's a, another great benefit of reusing. What are the biggest challenges and opportunities you see for your company in the realm of reusable containers, especially considering the evolving consumer preferences and sustainability trends? It's a great question. It's a big challenge, but also a big opportunity in that so little actually is known about reuse at this point. A lot of what we're doing and a lot of what I'm doing right now is going out and, and educating new people that have never been new students coming into a university for the first time that don't understand what reuse means. We've only seen more and more people care about what the, the brands that they're purchasing, the, how their impact is on the planet. And it's been proven over and over again with studies as to how beneficial it actually can be. So I think there is a wave coming where we've started to see more municipalities start to ban single-use plastics, but ultimately there's still a huge mountain ahead um, in this fight of our problem is not just isolated to the U.S. It really is a global problem that is not being handled nearly as well as it should be with uh, we're continuing to flood our oceans with, with plastics and other materials. And our landfills are continuing to impact the environments around them as well. And it's a huge opportunity, but it is a challenge, but something that I'm excited to be able to continue to work for and have an impact towards with the, the work that I'm doing. That's great. And it definitely is an issue around the world. I know in this podcast, I reference Australia a bit, but it's easy to do your home country. I, uh, when you mentioned that the U.S. was sending their plastics to China, Australia sends their plastics to Indonesia. So, and I believe Indonesia has also said, stop it. We don't want any more of this. So I can imagine a system like this in Australia would benefit greatly from it and the knock-on effects, I guess, to the wider world. But I think a lot of countries do look to the US as sort of the where innovation happens. And if things are coming out of the US, I think the rest of the world will adopt. So that's really great to hear. What I'm thinking about and looking to more fully explore with the system of software that can enable 
it doesn't have to just be these reusable takeout containers. It can hopefully be many different types of items that can be tracked. And by being measured really helped us get a baseline to, to continue to move off of. And um, as I hit on with by highlighting a return rate previously, it's what we look as we're measuring in, in baseline right now, but it's certainly not our end goal. It's something that we want to start from to move and, and improve off of. And by pulling more types of materials into these systems, such as cups or going beyond cups to bags to other types of materials that are already being used in multiple times in other areas. Like many, many of us are started, have just started to take reusable bags back to the grocery store and bring our, our coffee cup to, to Starbucks again to, to have it be refilled. By tracking the impact of that savings to the business, I think we can highlight that more towards this organization. And it's really now starting to think about how we can drive more levers of adoption within our society itself as well. We started with these campus environments because there's a few main levers that I see that make them ideal springboards to, to start with. Of Many of them have already been using reusable takeout containers, so they're familiar with these structures. But ultimately, they're great silos for the individuals that are already at those facilities to be able to make sure they can easily get brought back, um, as well as have an infrastructure already to clean and make sure that they, those get used again. But off of that already, there's corporate campuses, there's hospitals, there's other bastions of like of this in our society that we can already work to in, engage with and see an ever-growing need for more cleaning facilities and more logistic partners to, to help us be able to expand that to help more groups start to adopt reuse as well. And yeah, really, if anybody has any questions or wants to explore this the, the topic of reuse and how they can bring it to their community. would love to continue that conversation because ultimately this cannot be done by one person. It's even very difficult to be, likely not can be done by one company, but the more voices and people put together continue to address, ask questions and start to pool minds and resources to, to fighting this, we can really make a difference here. That's great. So people, if you want to reach out to James, it's James Wilson at Reuser. So I'm sure a Google search, you'll be able to find James's LinkedIn or a link on their website to an email address or questions and comments. So do feel free to, to reach out to James. Thank you for chatting with me today. That's it for this episode of The Green Place. Please visit greenly.co to learn more about environmentalism.